welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We're your hosts, Rachel Paul and Vicki Collier. Hey, hello, Vicky. hello. I haven't seen you in a while. I know. How you doing? Good, good. You've been traveling a lot. A lot. I've been on the road a lot. Yeah. I um, want to give a shout out to Dr. Starrett in Augusta. I was there a couple the last couple of days, and he said, "I recognize your voice. I'd never met him before." And I said, "How? Have you, why do you recognize my voice? Of course, obviously, yeah. <laughs> it does stand out just a little, even in the South." And uh, he said he'd been listening to podcasts, so I was excited oh, about that. That's awesome. So, so hello, Dr. Starrett. Thanks for having me. Anytime I'm at an event or and they recognize my voice, they're always like, "Where's Vicky?" <laughs> right. He mentioned they you love too. Vicky's he voice. did mention you too. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're just the two old Southern girls. That's right. On the podcast. <laughs> uh, but anyways, today I thought I would kind of piggyback off. We had a huge marketing event, the ultimate new patient attraction event. Yes. Also known as the best marketing seminar it was ever. Great. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of great speakers there, and um, you know, it really got me thinking. You know, a lot of our doctors are investing money into marketing, and they're they've got their teams certified to answer their phones. Sure. But then, what is the game plan to convert the new patients into lifelong patients? Absolutely, and that is so important. Um, yeah. And that's where it has to be looked at because if you've gotten that patient in the door and the door's revolving. You know, that we talk about, I always joke sometimes, the average revenue per patient comes over their lifetime. It'd be great if they handed you that check when they walked in the door and then right. you had it covered. You wouldn't have to care, you know, but that didn't happen. So no. you've got to do something to convert them. Absolutely. And, and another way to look at it, too, is if you are focused on keeping them coming back for more, right? Right, right. That's actually going to increase that average value per new patient. I agree. That's true. Yeah, so it's That's something true. that we should always be focusing on. It influences that also. For sure. So I just wanted to go through and talk about five ways to to keep your new patients coming back for more. When you know I say new patients, but really this is existing too. It it's really not is. just your yeah. new patients. And I try to stress that with the offices that I'm in, you know, don't rest. What is the? Don't rest on your laurels. Don't just assume that because they've come a couple of times, they're yours now, and you and you, uh, you know, have, can can kind of back off of that high level of customer service. They want to see that consistently. That's right, and that's you know that's if you continue to have that consistent customer service, then that's when they're going to tell their friends and family Absolutely. about you, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first the first way I want that I'd like to talk about is to um, communicate on their level. So, you know, I we always forget about that sometimes we do. because the words that we use are on our level and we just assume everybody knows those right. because they're so commonplace to us now. Right. And I always say too, like we didn't go to school to learn um, communication skills. Exactly. But we're in the people business first sure. and foremost. So I, you know, it's kind of harsh to say this, but your patients, they really don't care how perfect your crown is yeah. or that the uh, hygienist right. got off every single speck of calculus. Like and they're not always impressed with all these big words and, and you know, no. <laughs> you know, we need to dumb it down. Our patients are not dumb, but no. you want to get on their level with your communication and treatment plans, what you see, help them to buy into that with your tools. Right. And, you know, I always say a good way to figure out if you're doing this or not is, are they coming back? Are they accepting Absolutely. your treatment? Are, are your new patients scheduling that second visit? Right, and why not? Then you, yeah. you need to track that and see. We keep. I was in an office recently, and they said they just were not converting their new patients. Mm -hmm. And they have looked at a variety of things to try to figure. It wasn't just one thing. It's you know right. several things. But you know if you if you're reaching them and they're coming a couple of times and not coming back after that second time, you need to evaluate what you're doing 
and do something different after that, right. you know, or not doing maybe, and then do something different. The ball's getting dropped. Sure, that's for sure. sure. And you know, again, you're just really wasting your marketing dollars. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, oh, it adds it, up in so many ways. Oh my gosh, yeah. so many ways. So yeah, you've got to communicate on their level. Stop using all that fancy dental lingo that's over their head, mm -hmm. um, and really find out what's important to them. Sure. I know we've had previous podcasts where we've actually talked about you know how to influence your patient, how to really do that. But just think about your communication from you to your, your patient, your hygienist to the patient, like Absolutely. are we getting on your patient's level? Exactly. Um, the second way is to offer the best products and services that they can't get down the street. Absolutely. So I think a lot of times we get stuck into that, oh, if we start recommending too many things, then we could scare them away. Right. So then it's, all, it's like you almost go the exact opposite way. Right. Right. Um, You've got to be, stand out. Right. You know, and, and quite honestly, we have our offices doing things to sort of uh, show why it's a good reason to come to their office as right. opposed to going somewhere else. Honestly, a lot of those other offices are doing the exact same things, but they're not telling their patients they're doing them. So what's the, what makes you different is that you're getting those words out there. You know, we do this, we offer this, whitening and velscope and whatever those things are. Right. And, um, and they think, well, boy, I'm going to a really high-tech office. Yeah. That they, they may have been somewhere else that did all the same things, but nobody bragged about it and told right. them about so it, so they didn't know. Right, so if you don't exactly have to brag about it, sure. talk about it. I mean, you know, surveys have proven time and time again that people will pay for a better customer service. I agree. I will. I'm one of those people. I am totally yeah. one of yeah. those people. So you, gotta, you have to step it up. Another part of offering the best products and services is, um, you know, being staying on time. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a service right there, yes, right? Yes, yes. And I, I think I, of how many times I've been in offices observing, and I'll notice that it takes like 20 minutes for the doctor to come in yeah, for an exam. Yeah, or, I, I talk about this all the time. Patients know when you're done. They know, they know when you should start. They look at their watch. Mm -hmm. if, you're, you know, if you're running 15, 20 minutes late every single time, they're going to start coming later. You're going to train them to do that. And then when the appointment's done and the doctor's not walking in, we're not blaming all this on the doctors, I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've probably said this before. My dentist used to say he knew there'd be a heaven if he got there and there were no hygienists to check. And I said, <laughs> I feel the same way, buddy. Um, but you know, they know when it's time to go. They're ready to go when, it, when it's over. So you've got to, to, to be very respectful of their time. Exactly. You know, yeah. I think respect of their time is what's important. I think that's huge. I know we've got the two-day live scheduling day. Yes. And we consistently find an extra two hours in their schedule. Absolutely. That's just being wasted by improper scheduling. Right. So it really comes back to being prepared, Yes. having your schedule set up in a way that's going to help that patient flow um, and really allow for new patients, but, but getting them in and out in a way that they still feel like that, they feel that great customer service, but right. they don't want to be there all hours. No. I'll never forget a guy told me, he, <laughs> he told me he, he did, he spent four hours with the new patient. I would, I'm like, I would, I would kill myself. I told him, I, mean, I said, I would, I would never go no, back to your No, I wouldn't either. There's no. a way to, you know, to move them in a way to have a great patient flow where they feel like they've gotten all this great yeah. care without having them there for hours Absolutely. and hours and having because them Because that wait. is a turnoff to so many people. Yeah. You might have one or two who have nothing better to do than to, I'm thinking of some of the older people that yeah, I know that are hang out my in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> They've got nothing better to do than do those things. Uh, but for seems, the most but, part, people want to get right. in and want to get out. Absolutely. So um, I would, you know, just evaluate what type of, are you guys bra bragging about your products? Are right. you recommending them? Are you 
um, or are you letting like insurance dictate what you're recommending, which is yes. a big no-no. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, are, do you keep your patients waiting? What is that customer service? What's that experience like? Right. Uh, the, third, the third way to keep your new patients coming back for more, and, and this is one that I think is extremely important. I agree. I mean, that's ask for feedback. You don't know what the problem was unless you ask. That's right. Mm -hmm. And um, they, they did a survey and found that 91% of patients who have a bad experience at the office will never actually say anything. They just never return. That would be me. Yeah. I'm not going to be Most rude. I'm not going to make anybody's day worse. I'm not going to be a griper. You're just going to leave. I'm, yeah. yeah, and I've done and it with they're... hotels before that I knew oh, I was going to yeah. have to stay in again. Restaurants. Done I it mean, with restaurants, you name it. doctors' offices. Yeah. So you know, take a take a vested interest in getting to know. You know, what do your patients like about your practice? What do they dislike? Um, I mean, there's lots of ways to do that. I think, you know, surveys are great. Those right. are easy. You can do those online. You can do them in the office. You could, you know, make, I had, a, had an office that had the suggestion box. I think I've mentioned this in another mm -hmm. podcast, but I loved it. A suggestion box, right? Yeah. Kind of takes mm -hmm. that like, oh, survey. I actually like the way they presented that. But they would have it, all their patients just jot down, you know, fill out five right. some, you don't need to right. make this long. And it's funny that I just checked out of a hotel this morning that's very close close to here, and I really enjoy staying there. I like the people, I like the room. Um, it's usually pretty comfortable, but I happened to notice they had, it looks like a 1970s alarm clock beside the bed. Um, you know, and I know thousands of people have probably touched this alarm clock, but it's just, and, and I thought, you know, is it maybe time to do some updating? I thought maybe I could tell them, could you update these alarm clocks? Right. It just makes it dates the room. It makes yeah. it, it kind of takes away from the the experience because overall the the rooms are pretty nice. Yeah, like they um, need the new one with the iPod connection. Yeah, you know the, the the rooms are comfortable, and I thought it's just kind of funny to see this this you know 1970s alarm. And I stay here a lot, and I know every room has the same alarm clock. So I thought, could I give some feedback? Could I say? You know, maybe I love the place, but get rid yeah. of those alarm clocks. And Same you know, thing with your office. Are there little things that you're that you like to hear from your patients to know? And it's when you're in it, you can't see it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Like, same with the yeah. hotel. I bet yeah. they never even no, think about it. No, they don't think about, about that. It's been just, there forever. Yeah. 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 So yeah, get to know your patients. Find out what they like, what they dislike, and anything that they you get a lot of positive reviews on. Sure. Focus on that. Yeah. Keep doing that. Absolutely. And then also, if you ever get negative feedback, like. Fix it right away. Don't wait. Right. I have actually found in, in offices I've worked at, if we had a disgruntled patient, mm -hmm. it, as long as we resolved it right away, yes. Yes. a lot of times they ended up being the best patient. Right. They ended up right. coming back, not only coming back, but they were actually the ones that referred the most people. Mm -hmm. So you've got I remember hearing once, I've talked about this probably in the past, but some lady said, I wouldn't have sued them if they had just contacted me or just followed up. Or, yeah. And so people I'm sure someone like, but, yeah, but if you if you just handle something early, and but if you if you try to hide it or deny it or sweep it under for a rug or hope it goes away. Or you just put look, the blame on them. Yes. That's the yeah. worst. We sure. need to take... We we need to take responsibility, right, right, for that. So, but yeah, so get to know your patients. If you haven't, um, if you don't have a system for continuously getting feedback from your existing patients and your new patients, you're really missing an opportunity to um, to provide better care. Right, in my right. opinion. The fourth way is to track your retention rate and. This is so important, and I can't tell you how many offices are not even looking at this I know, ever. I it's know. crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll ask and them, well, it can what's be your scary retention rate? Really... And they'll say, oh, we're probably at like 80%. Yeah. And then they go back and, and you know, <laughs> right. we do the retention recare reactivation training. Right. They go back and look at their numbers, and it's like 50%. Wow. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's huge. That's a lot of marketing dollars that, that are being wasted because they haven't been converted. Right. And just, that's something that everyone in the office has to take 
some responsibility for. Right. Yes, someone may own that number or own the marketing or whatever, but that that's going to come and increase because of their customer service that they receive with every patient they come in, every person in the office they come in contact with. So Absolutely, yeah. everyone has some control over that and being proactive to schedule their next appointments, whether it be a hygiene or doctor or whatever, rather than letting them give us a, just give us a call when it works for you. When your schedule works out, who has, you know, you better catch me right now because I'm not yeah. going to think about that again. No, until no. Every, I feel like every appointment I go to, if I ever have to cancel, they're like, okay, we'll just call us back. It's never, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'll see you like never. Because yeah, right. I will never remember yeah. to do If you're that. waiting for me to do that, it's going to be a while. But I think it's so important, and, and I don't think you, people realize this. So if you, let's say you your acquisition costs, you mm -hmm. invest $100 to get a new patient to walk through your door. Right. And let's say you have a new patient special. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So maybe your new patient special, I don't know, 150 bucks you could have, right? Sure. And then by the time you pay your overhead cost, all your, you know, pay for your disposable, all that, you it are actually losing right. money. You, right. If that new patient does not right. return, you could literally be losing money. Exactly. So I just, like, think about so that make for a the, And I would have people who, uh, in years, I've heard this argument, well, you know, the people that our offer attracts are not the people who, who are going to come back. I mean, that's kind of the assumption. You know, if you have a $39 offer, you might not be getting people who have a true investment and want to make an investment. But regardless of that, then it's your job. You've got them in the door. That's the right. whole point. Now you as a team have to convert that person right. to make them see why it's important to continue coming after they've uh, redeemed your special. Right, and just going back to the offering products, like increasing that value of that new patient right. visit by offering all these products and exactly. great services that you have. Exactly. So definitely start looking at your retention rate. And then, you know, the last one, it seems pretty obvious to me, but, you know, invest in training your clinical team. Yeah. A lot I, of your I would patients be... <laughs> spend the majority of their time with your clinical team. Yes. So, yeah. you know, invest in training them. Again, I, you know, we're hygienists. We did not learn communication skills. Not in, always, in no. And, and I, I feel like I was very good at what I did when I was an active hygienist. But knowing what I know oh now after teaching these oh, trainings yeah. for six years plus, yeah. I'd be a rock star. You oh know, I would, I, I just, I, I, I kind of would, would love to go back just to see how great I could do because of what I know now, you know? Yeah. And I knew it before maybe, but it just, well, there wasn't an emphasis placed on it. And Well, you and, don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. And it's not that they're, you know, if, if a hygienist isn't offering certain services, it does not mean they're a bad hygienist. No, I bet they're no. Amazing. They like always have the patient's best interest at heart, but at the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So if you're not yeah. given the skills and the tools to present mm -hmm. treatment and the whys behind it, sure, it's just not going to happen. Exactly. So um, yeah, it's, you know, when was the last time you invested in training your clinical team? Yeah. Right. I know we have a ton of different on-site solution trainings that really focus on different areas of the clinical team. Um, and you can always go to our to the Hygiene Profit Leaders website and request a hygiene analysis. Um, you can email us at, at um, hpl at schedulinginstitute.com and we'll be happy to reach out to you and just figure out which trainings um, make the most sense for your practice. Right. But All right, so we're actually going to wrap this up. Um, so again, just a quick recap, five ways to keep your new patients and existing. Mm -hmm. Coming back for more, number one, communicate on their level. Number two, offer the best products and services. Number three, ask for feedback. Number four, track your retention rate. And then, of course, number five, invest in training your clinical team. Right. 
So thanks for listening today. Um, we really appreciate it. And until next time, stay, stay educated. educated.